This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Welcome to the Daily Detail. There is a lot of info to unload here, so let's get started with the state of Alabama. There's an event being held this Thursday regarding the Alabama governor's race. A candidate forum will be held in Hoover for all of the candidates running to be governor in the primaries that are being held by the Democrat Party and the Republican Party here in the state. Governor Ivey is the only candidate who is not planning to partake in this forum. Ivey is still seeking re-election to a second term. The candidate forum is being sponsored by Alabama Eagle Forum, Thatcher Coalition, Local Alabama, and 1890 News. It will be held at the Hoover Library on 200 Municipal Drive this coming Thursday night starting at 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. See you there. And speaking of Eagle Forum, the executive director for the organization, Becky Gerritsen, recently spoke about the Numeracy Act, a bill that was passed in the Alabama Senate seeking to improve math scores here in the state. That bill is now headed to the Alabama House. Gerritsen spoke with 1819's Jeff Poor on Talk 106.5 Automobile. Gerritsen is not in favor of passing this bill and is calling on the Alabama House to put a stop to it. Gerritsen says the language in the bill does not eliminate the Common Core math standards that will dictate how the newly hired math tutors will teach their students. Before Common Core was put into uh, our state standards, our course of study standards, uh, we were 26th in the nation in math. And since these standards have come in, we have dropped to 52nd. And they're, they're bad. I mean, everybody knows that Common Core is bad. And it's so frustrating that they want to keep pushing them on us and keep telling us that they've taken them away and they've, they've changed the name. You know, they, they really have not gotten rid of it. But that is what is responsible for this, you know, that our education department has failed our students by not getting us out of Common Core and replacing our standards. We've offered suggestions on great replacements, for example, Florida has really great math standards that are non-common core, and we've been pushing for that. Um, that's, those are not mentioned in the bill. There's no replacement mentioned. Um, we're just throwing money to hire coaches who aren't even coaching the, the kids. There are coaches coming in to coach teachers how to teach these awful common core standards that we have for K-5 through teachers. And this is, this is a joke. This, is, this bill needs to die. Gerritsen says that parents need to be aware that the wool is being pulled over their eyes in that Common Core standards are still in place and just being called something else. There are new and gruesome details emerging regarding the December 2021 death of little five-year-old Kamari Holland. Holland's body was found in Phoenix City, Alabama, after she was reported missing from her mother days earlier in Georgia. The girl's mother, 35-year-old Kirsty Sippel is being charged in her death, along with Sippel's boyfriend, 37-year-old Jeremy Williams. Court documents are now revealing that Sippel did indeed sell her child as a sex slave to Williams. This transaction resulted in the little girl being sexually violated and strangled to death. Williams is also charged in recording that crime on video. WHNT News caught up with Russell County Chief Deputy District Attorney Rick Chancey. Chancey could only discuss the nature of the legal process and not any details related to the case. The arraignment date will be coming soon, and at which point each person will be brought up before the judge, the indictments will be read to them, and they will typically enter a plea. Um, 
Getting them to trial this year is going to be tough based on the backlog due to COVID, but we are going to push these as fast as we can to trial. Williams is facing the death penalty. Also, authorities in Alaska have reopened an investigation there into Williams. As a result of this recent story, the authorities are looking into the death of Williams' one-month-old daughter that occurred in 2005. Breeze Airlines is going to be offering some nonstop flights out of Huntsville soon. The airlines is expanding their flights to Las Vegas starting this coming August. They'll go from the Huntsville International Airport. One-way flights will be offered at $99 and round trip at $189. Breeze Airlines will be adding 35 routes to 10 new cities this coming summer at the airports where the airline is already established. The company has also announced that they recently ordered 80 new Airbus A220s and 300s to be built in Mobile over the course of the next six years. An Alabama woman really made an impression to American Idol judges when she took part in the singing competition that is run by the ABC Network. Kezia Estonia told Judge Lionel Richie where she comes from, and that resulted in two Alabamians giving each other a friendly hug. I'm originally from Montgomery, Alabama, but I currently live in Tuskegee, so I'm here by way of Tuskegee. Come on, girl. I mean, Tuskegee, come on, Tuskegee, home girl. Come on. Yes. <laughs> then Kezia, who goes by Lady K, wowed judges Katy Perry and Luke Bryan with her rendition of a Katy Perry song. God, that note there is great. Oh, <laughs> For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, actions and counteractions continue when it comes to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. President Joe Biden issued more sanctions against the country of Russia by banning all Russian oil imports to the U.S., Russian President Vladimir Putin responded by blocking all Russian exports and raw materials from leaving the country. A full list of those Russian resources will be released in a few days. Meanwhile, of interest to those who track the Federal Reserve and financial institutions, Russian President Putin has reverted to the gold standard as the basis for financial banking in his country after the U.S. and European countries iced him out of being part of the SWIFT international financial transaction system. Also, Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky says he is open to a compromise with Russia after Russia laid down four demands required in order for there to be a ceasefire. Zelensky recently told ABC News that he is realizing that NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, is not prepared to accept Ukraine as a member of that organization. Zelensky had been pushing for that for years. Zelensky says that the NATO alliance is afraid of controversial things and confrontation with Russia. Mohammed Ahmad Al-Qahtani is now on Saudi Arabian land. Al-Qahtani was released from Guantanamo Bay in Cuba, where he was being held in a U.S. military prison for his part in the 9-11 attack on U.S. soil. Biden's Department of Defense worked to secure the release of Al-Qahtani after he spent 20 years in prison. A review board determined that Al-Qahtani suffers from schizophrenia, and they say he did not pose a current national security threat. Al-Qahtani was seeking to enter the U.S. back in 2001, along with the other hijackers, but was denied entrance at Orlando Airport and instead was deported to the United Arab Emirates. He was later found and returned to Gitmo for military prosecution. Florida Senator Marco Rubio objects to the release of Al-Qahtani, saying he's a terrorist who made it his life goal to kill Americans. 
A federal lawsuit has been filed in Nebraska against the Biden administration by three dozen active-duty airmen. The lawsuit is to challenge the vaccine mandate for Air Force Service members. The 36 airmen contend that they applied for religious exemptions from getting the vaccine and were denied those exemptions by the U.S. Armed Forces. The America First Policy Institute and attorney Chris Kobach are both representing the airmen. Kobach is also running for state attorney general in Kansas. Kobach says it's a travesty when those defending the U.S. Constitution from external threats are instead seeing their own constitutional liberties trampled by the federal government. A former state Supreme Court justice in Wisconsin has been handling a special counsel investigation into election integrity in that state for the 2020 election. Michael Gableman recently spoke to the Wisconsin state lawmakers where he urged them to actually consider decertifying their federal electors that were given to Joe Biden in the presidential election. Gableman went on Fox News to talk about what he found during that election investigation. And so Mark Zuckerberg has $330 million that he's going to spend to defeat Donald Trump. And he puts David Pluff's lessons in the, of the 2016 campaign into operation in Wisconsin. And now we are seeing a complete cover-up and obstruction by the very so-called public servants who ran this election, who should have been in charge, but who delegated it out to Mark Zuckerberg's agents and virtually employees. We had a wave of massive election bribery in which government officials in the five Zuckerberg-sponsored cities participated, as well as what you related when you introduced your audience to me, which is the government-sponsored elder abuse, all to wring out votes from people who frankly were victimized by the very people at the Wisconsin Elections Commission who are supposed to keep our voters safe. When Gableman refers to elder abuse, he's referring to his investigation finding suspicious 100% participation coming from nursing homes where residents mailed in their ballots. Some of those residents being confirmed to be incapable of doing so on their own accord. And the U.S. Freedom Convoy is entering its fourth day as truckers continue their daily circuit around Washington, D.C. along the Beltway. The truckers are staging all of their big rigs in Hagerstown, Maryland and other towns on the outskirts of D.C. Every morning, they are starting out with prayer. And we pray that the world, that scales will be removed from their eyes, Lord, and that people will wake up to what's really happening and wake up to this evil that's happening right in front of us. We know that we are here in this moment in history for a reason. You've placed us here to, to take on this evil. We know this is a spiritual battle. We know this is good versus evil. But at the end of the day, we know with you, we're going to win. And we, and we are going to end this. We are going to get these corrupt, evil people out of office. And we're going to send them all to jail. Those truckers also met with two senators this week regarding their demand for an end to the federal COVID policies and restrictions. You're listening to the Daily Detail from 1819 News. Don't miss out on the political conversation at Alabama Unfiltered. On that podcast, Scott Beeson, Amy Beth Shaver, and Allison Sinclair talk to Alabama Secretary of State John Merrill about bringing back the forensic audits in Alabama to ensure further election integrity. Uh, we actually introduced legislation in March of that year, actually in February of that year, to begin moving forward with an audit component for the state of Alabama's election administration. And there was absolutely no interest in the Alabama legislature 
uh, to have an audit component placed as a tool that we could use in evaluation assessment. And so after that year passed, of course, then November 3rd came and then all the concerns that were introduced after the election was over. So we brought a bill back in 2021 and it passed and it creates a pilot after the 2022 election even after we passed that legislation in 21 was to have a mandated audit for the entire state for 2022 and beyond. So we actually had legislation that we drafted and we will tell you that the probate judges association put out a full court press and said, we don't want an audit. We don't need an audit. We don't want to participate in this audit operation. Now, my original plan was that when we had the audit component in the pilot project that's scheduled for 2022, that we'll have the report done before I leave office in January 23, that at that point, we'd be able to share that report with the legislature. And then those members of the legislature from 2022 until 2026 could determine whether or not they thought that was something that needed to be done. But as I said, some legislators said, we need to have an audit component. Let's go ahead and put it in place now. But the probate judges fought it like you would think we were taking their firstborn from them. Why so do you think that it is? It may not be as easy for the. Well, I have absolutely no idea because this is the way I see it, Allison. If you don't have anything to hide and you are fully transparent and accountable, why don't you want anybody to just look at your work? I mean, because to me, it doesn't make any hmm. sense. But legally, we have to have this component in place in order to make sure that we can advance that as an agenda item. And so uh, there's going to have to be some pressure placed on those probate judges in order to move that forward. Now, what is a benefit to that? A benefit is that those probate judges are going to be up for election in 2024. So if you go and talk to a probate judge and they say, we're not for uh, a risk limiting audit, we're not for a full scale audit, we're not for whatever the legislation says, then those people from local Alabama and from other groups around the state of Alabama can say, well, we'll see how interested you are when your opponent is for this. And when we're supporting your opponent, because you're not for fair, free and open elections that are accountable and transparent. You can find that podcast on 1819news.com under the podcast tab. If you're enjoying the daily detail, you can also find that under the podcast tab, or you can subscribe by going to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 